What's up? We're live. Shut up and scroll. Episode 13. Main topic of the day, the road qualifier. Ladies and Damn gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. So keep the political commentary to yourself. Or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. I think actually we may touch the road qualifier workouts briefly, but I think we're gonna I think we're gonna do Madrid. Not to not to burst your bubble. Sorry, Will. Are you? Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna. We're Dang. gonna. Yeah, sorry. We just. You guys totally, are awesome communicators. Yeah, we suck. I know. And Jr. also called me his most high maintenance friend, which leads me to believe he doesn't consider Jason his friend because I know I'm not more high maintenance than Jason, bro. So I so I I texted Taylor like earlier today and said, hey, um, you know the Q leaderboard isn't finalized yet. Madrid starts next Thursday. So we're going to be talking about Madrid after it's already started. Do you want to do Madrid today? He said, no. No. I said, I said, okay, cool. And then he messages me 20 minutes ago and says, let's do Madrid. That's not what he said. This is what you said, bro. All right. Welcome to episode 13 of Shut Up and Scribble. We're going to talk about Madrid today. Okay. I first thought doing, I thought you were doing the rest of your show shirtless. You have a so keep Just kidding. Yeah, dude. I first off, let me talk about Mexico for a second. Please All right. Do. All right. So I learned a couple things. We have a very large Spanish-speaking population at our gym. It's like the 7 p.m., 6 p.m. class. I coach most of those, and I would say I speak tactical Spanish. I can coach movements, some cues. Got the numbers down, Pat. Can describe the workout. Um, but the more fine minutia, uh, is challenging for me. But anyways, I was in Mexico and I learned that when Mexican, Mexican or Hispanic people, maybe, maybe not all Hispanic people. Cause I was in Mexico. It'd just be Mexicans. When they speak English, they put an E before every word that starts with an S S steak S special. Mm. Anyways, just found that funny. You know, I'm sure they make fun of how us country like Tyler Watkins talk. But anyways, that was, that was funny. Um, and then we couldn't find a souvenir, but Lizzie ended up bringing one home with her of the um, respiratory variety. And now I have that, and that's why I'm in the hoodie, bro. I just got the chills like crazy. I was driving home from PT. It was like 100 degrees, and I had to roll the windows up and turn the AC off. Um, Did you uh, run into any bats when you were down there? Oh, for you mean some COVID bats? Dude? <laughs> yeah, I actually fucked one, dude. <laughs> Then we're off. Oh, sorry, bro. Oh, and the other thing is I was coaching, like first day back coaching. It was a great day. And it was this one member's birthday. And she was like, it's these two like middle-aged women. They're hilarious. They're like, oh, we want to listen to some hood rat shit. Um, and I'm like, why? And she's like, it's my birthday. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not playing Meg the Stallion or Cardi B, first off. And they're like, why not? Why not? Why not? And I just don't want to hear anyone sing lyrical porn and talk about my wet ass puss and then they got all upset with me they're like you're sexist that's what yeah. you would be if you were a music artist i would not be you're, meg the stallion dude, and you're i make, not- you're meg the stallion of the podcast <laughs> the stuff you say. No, you're Cardi B of the stuff on podcast. 
anyways, that was that was pretty funny. So I played some old some old uh, Lil Wayne, some Tunchi instead. He's great. What a great guy. But all right, Madrid Madrid programming. Um, Jr. Who programmed that? By the way, you said something like you said you call, you said Elliot. Do I remember that correctly? Uh, Elliot Simmons. Ah, I that's why I thought you mentioned. Yeah, yeah so. I didn't know. Did they start that company, Quintessential? Uh, I, I'm not sure. It's actually, I was thinking about though that just in the first first couple, I guess you would call them big offseason competitions, um, seeing two games athletes. Seeing Elliot program this one, um, Janikowski programmed the one in Finland that Brian was just at. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just think it's cool to see some of the higher level athletes that are currently competing or maybe retired get into that space and like if they're good at it or if they're not good at it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anyways, I did all the notes and prep for that programming, which is why I like beforehand. Yeah, I was confused, and and also I probably. I mean, they're really easy to pull up on Instagram if Will just pull them up. Yeah. One sec. I changed the thumbnail. We were also talking about how to make urinals non-splash. I think they've already done that. Anybody have any ideas? I just sit down to pee, no matter what. On the urinal. (laughs) 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 Okay. Stop. My dog barks whenever I laugh. Shut up. So, yeah, as far as the queue goes, we are still waiting on the leaderboard to be finalized, which I think is something important. Um, We can look at the programming and talk about whether or not we like it and talk about movement patterns and what athlete might it um, lend itself to as far as performance goes. But, I mean, the, the names on the leaderboard are all really, really stellar there's a ton of good males and females i think after the leaderboards finalized and we come we could come back to it next week and talk about whether or not we were surprised that certain people qualified based on the programming whether we um thought that it got the right people there to rogue and especially was the qualifier a good screen for what we think the competition is going to be programmed like because a lot of people think of rogue um, in a certain way, just like they think of maybe Wadapalooza programming, they think of swimming, they think of rogue programming a lot of times is pretty robust and pretty heavy. Um, and they think of Dubai maybe as um, a lot of endurance style events and some single modality weightlifting. Like it would be cool to come back around to it next week and just um, talk about programming as a whole, what we can expect at rogue in person. And uh, yeah, just who we think will do well after the, uh, after the field is kind of set. Yeah, I think that'll be pretty important to me, uh, knowing if the qualifier was a good screen, is just seeing the final iteration of that leaderboard um, and who's in, who's out. I think there are, I think there are, yeah. Long story short, I think there are a lot of things that make a qualifier for an in-person event a good screen, programming being a big piece, but not the only piece. Um, all right, Madrid. I have some thoughts on this-ish too, brother. All right, cool. Well, yeah, let's just jump into it. We can go, we can just do them in order. I don't think uh, event seven is out yet, but we can kind of go back and forth about yeah, what we yeah. what what we think it's going to be. I think I think we could have a pretty good idea of uh, predicting that. All right, let's get it, bro. All right, so first of all, we got centimeters and inches on the same workout, which kind of blew my mind at first because I'm not a I'm not a metric guy, so I had to I had to go look up. Um, 
what that centimeter was. It's like 5.9, I think, close to six inches of deficit. Oh, for both, you think, men and women. They don't have a, di- they have, don't have a differentiator there. Don't have a differentiator and don't have a difference in rep scheme. Mm, so. I think it's probably – Likely it's like nine yeah. and six or nine and five or something like that. I'd probably, I don't think it's a nine inch deficit. No, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, six and three. So you think it's like six and three? Yeah, probably six and three. I would imagine. I love this workout overall. Love it. Very gymnastic heavy for sure, which is fine. Um, but I just love the format. I love that like uh, up and back ladder ish. It's that with the reps, right? 15, 30, 45, 30, 15. Mm-hmm. And then an assault bike sandwich in the middle, and then you do it again in reverse. I think that's, I think that's sick, sickness, and I'm down with it. Those sandbags, do you think those are um, feed bags? Do you think they're cylindrical? Do you think, I mean, 80 and 60? Odd, odd, odd weights, yeah. For, six, for 60 reps, too? I can only imagine that it's supposed to be um, done and broken and fast. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, do you think they're just, like, <laughs> circular sandbags i would imagine they're like feed sacks that go on your back personally um you know as we look at other events there is a lot of other front rack stuff so i would not imagine a bear hug or like in competitions i've seen like front rack feed sack squats which are just weird you just hold them like almost in like a not a goblet but like a zercher almost position right i think that'd be cool but i don't see them doing that i think it's just a feed sack go ruck style of bag that's on the back and Mm -hmm. i think that it's has the potential to be super potent with the GHDs right afterward, right into the pistols, then that 60 cal bike in the center, then back down. I think it'll, I think that's plenty of weight and plenty of reps in this particular context. Yeah. Like if you just, if you look at it from an order standpoint, like if you flip it and you start with the strict and end with the strict, it's a completely different workout going from the box jump overs into the echo back into the box jump overs. But the fact that they have those 30 strict only sandwiched by the echo, like that's going to be that second set of 15 is probably going to decide the workout for the majority of the field. And what's interesting about a workout like this, and Brian and I were talking about it when we talk about off season programming is if you program certain movements there aren't competitions you can look at sometimes other than the games or a really high level competition where something like a strict deficit handstand pushup gets tested. Like how many people program strict deficit handstand pushups in programming? You never do them at the open level. You never yep. do them in quarters. You <laughs> never do them in the semifinal level doesn't do strict deficit very often. So unless you've competed at the games, what can you look to? to know who's going to struggle and who's not. It's a really like, it's a huge question mark to me. Would you, would you call this a chipper? I would, I'd call it kind of a kitchen sink esque chipper up and back chipper. I mean, we could call it a pyramid chipper or up and back chipper, but like t- to me, a, ch- a true chipper is where you do a movement and you don't come back to it. Don't do it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, this is a really, this is a really popular format, this um, up and back style. Um, I mean, one of my favorite ones that was programmed was last year at Rogue with the log muscle up that went muscle up, ski, GHD, ski, muscle up. Like that's yeah. a, it's a um, really well-known one. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a little bit of everything. It's kind of a cool workout to get it going. There's probably going to be people that do well on this that fall off on other mm-hmm. events. And then there's going to be people that 
really excel on this just because they're good at that strict upper body pressing. But I, but I think there's a little bit of something for everybody in this workout key though. I think to what you're alluding to is that the linchpin of the workout is definitely the strict deficit handstand pushups, even more so the second set. Um, but at the same time, if you don't have good lactic threshold, quad endurance, uh, general metabolic conditioning, you're not going to do well in this workout. I don't think at the same time, if you are a freak conditioning wise and you can only do triples or singles at that deficit, um, I'm not convinced you're going to do well in the workout either. So that's, I think generally it's pretty well rounded. Yeah. This is one of those 20 minute workouts too, where you, you might see the fastest person go eight minutes or seven minutes faster than some mm -hmm. of the people that get capped just yeah. because of that, yeah. just because of that 30, uh, for a lot of people, they're just going to slow play the whole workout just to try to get through the bike. And for yep. other people, they're going to try to just get through the second 15. And then for a few, they're actually trying to race. And win. Which, so. which, you know, I think interestingly enough, looking at it, there's not a lot of muscular interference for the strict deficit handstand pushups. Even the assault bike, I don't think it's a good game plan for people who are like, okay, I'm just going to try to keep my heart rate low just so I can do the handstand pushups. I think if you're at this level, you're an elite athlete and a high heart rate is what's keeping you from doing the deficit strict rather than muscular fatigue from an interfering movement, you might have bigger things to worry about, but I'm sure there will be people like that in the field. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean the whole workout is quad and hip flexor other yep, than the strict. So exactly. I'm, I'm sure he did that by design yeah, too. Yeah. Which I like, I think that's, I think that's cool. And dude presented by Braun. The, is that the shaving company, bro? Yeah. Yeah. I'm out here. We have an event. The fuck is up? That's crazy, dude. Is it the same as like Manscaped? Dude, Braun is like, uh, they, they do like uh, aftershave, I'm pretty sure. I used to have this aftershave from Braun that I had my whole time when I was in rehab, this one bottle, and I still didn't grow that much hair. So that one bottle lasted me like six months. It just rings a bell. Anyways, okay, next workout. Oh, there we go. Electric shaver, right. Silk Expert Pro 5. That's what I'm getting. 430 bucks, bro. Dude, that thing will knock your pubes down in a heartbeat. <laughs> and you won't have any nicks. Wow. Mind that. <laughs> the lady shaver. Wow. I'm buying ads to cart. <laughs> Holy smokes. Uh, Alex, Elliot Simmons programmed this competition. <clears throat> All right, let's go next workout. Overall, I love it. Wow, a classic, classic rep scheme. Facilito. Love, yeah, facilito. I love the 42, 30, 18. Love that. Uh, 21, 15, 9 again. Just a classic. I think the format of 42, 21, 30, 15, 18, 9. Great. Ascending weights on the barbell. Again, great. Fast, nasty workout. Um, think, what do you think in time domain, JR? I, I think generally just at a glance, something like eight minutes for the fastest, maybe seven. Yeah, I, I do think uh, when you look at this, though, on paper, it reads faster than it's going to be. For sure. Uh, doing 45 snatches, the light of the lightest of which being like, what? It's 21 like, snatches. It's like one, no, 45 snatches. No, it's 42 chest-to-bar pull-ups, 21 snatches. There's a total, I'm sorry. Oh, oh okay, you're talking about total, total, total. There's total, a total, total of 45 gotcha, snatches. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, it. And, and all of those are what, like 
155. Yeah, 145 to 185. 185. Yeah, 145, 165, 185. No one's, you know, if it was 2159 chest of bar snatch, then sure. People do it unbroken on the chest of bar and they try to hold on at least for maybe some touch and go clusters on the snatches. But because it's 90 Mm -hmm. chest of bar, like I think this is actually a little bit more of a, how can I not blow up? Yeah. And how can my, how can my pulling and my grip not fatigue versus like a, like we're going after it type workout. I I feel like there are people that can do really well, maybe breaking the first set of chest to bar once and the second set once. Maybe some people that can go unbroken and hit pretty steady singles on the snatches. I, I, I don't see that there's any, like you said, maybe there's not any benefit to going unbroken on the chest to bar. It's such a cheap break to just drop down for a second, eliminate unnecessary time under tension, get back up and go. But I like it. I like the workout. Yeah, I mean, if, if you just if you look at the middle round for, you know, for a lot of people, for most athletes, that's where the workout starts to take its toll. That's where you kind of see it take its shape as far as who's going to do well and who may fall off. If you do the 15 snatches at like that's about 165. So if you do the 165 snatches in singles, one every three seconds versus one every four seconds, that's two to three quick breaks on the set of 30 right there. So you could you could go a little bit faster on the barbell cycling and afford your breaks 12, 10, eight or 15, 15 on the chest of bar. And it's going to mean a lot less. I think the, the inability for people to stay disciplined and be back on the bar is so much more difficult in a barbell cycling workout than jumping back up on the rig. Yeah. Yeah. Overall thoughts, one to 10, how much do you like this one on a scale? Just individual of anything else on its own. Just this workout. Yeah. I like it. I think it's a great, uh, like a classic couplet. I hope that there are either three barbells on the floor or that they're rolling forward and they're adding their own weight or they're rolling forward and someone else is adding it. I think as far as telling a story goes, it has a ton of potential too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Workout three. Lifting test. Uh, I like, it except for the adaptive need, jump ropes we need I to just pull think, that we, we need to pull a video of that up if we can is it on their instagram it's got to be um, i think there it is right there upper yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah yeah what like what's the okay so i, I love the attempt at at creativity i love when people <clears throat> try to bring something new to a movement that is already like not very novel, right? We've seen some jump rope variations. Now we're kind of seeing the apparatus change a little bit. Sure, it's been something that a lot of the adaptive community has used for a while. It is what you would consider, I guess, just like a a different skill. But I don't know how you feel about it, Taylor. But for me, I would like to see this kind of movement open up a chipper and have that be how it's introduced mm. versus, hey, you may not even get to lift if you can't do these. Well, here's the – here's the at the end of the day, this is why these, this, these are in the competition. And this is the reality of you being a programmer and programming from an entity outside of yourself, say a separate event organizer – is you're going to have your hands tied on some things and they're going to be companies that pay these event organizers or sponsor these event organizers say, Hey, we're going to pay you this much, or 
we're going to give you this and we need this in the workout. And I fucking bet my life that our, is it RX Smart Gear or some other company? Don't know what company is like, okay, we have these. It's that, it's that brand, Validis. Oh, yeah. Validis. Yeah, I was like, okay, we have this implement. Nobody's buying them. We're going to pay you this much. Use them in your competition. We need to sell the shit out of these. And at the very least, everybody who's doing them in the competition just went and bought one to practice on them. Um, sure. But sure. But I guess my point is if you're going to do something like that and you have the freedom, yeah. if you want to, if, if you want to do something like this, where do you put it in a competition? Do you put it in a couplet? Do you put it in a lifting event as a buy-in like this is, do you put it in a workout that it doesn't really um, matter as far as like who does well? Like how, how do you work in a sponsorship agreement? Like, that? I think I'm probably not putting it at the beginning of a chipper just because I would, again, I would want for people who can't do it to get as much of the work load mm -hmm. as everyone else in so maybe at the end of a chipper maybe in the middle um uh, if i had to i think that's how i would do it i think long story short if i didn't have to i probably wouldn't but that's not the reality of working with event organizer when you work with event organizers sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and that's all good i think generally speaking it's a good workout i just think that that jump rope's a little gimmicky to me um but Yep. Got to make so, that money, baby. As far as the format goes, you know, we'll see later on that there are definitely some workouts that help balance out a, I would still kind of consider this a rested strength test, right? There is a little bit of a buy-in with skill. There's 150 of these double unders. You only have 90 seconds. We can assume that the cycle time is about the same as a regular jump rope. So 30 seconds for jumping, and then you have a minute to make your attempt. Then you have a 90 second rest. You do it two more times. As far as it on its own, as long as there's a single modality, maybe not a structural test, or there's a really, really dense gymnastics only test. Like I'm, I'm fine with the event as far mm -hmm. as people go heavy and not really letting the, 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 the new thing really mess up the leaderboard. Like I, I don't think for any of these athletes for at the elite level are gonna struggle to do the 50. I don't whoa, whoa, whoa. what's spin talking about? What do you mean have we talked about the torque tank yet? Is that in the event? Uh we we're only at we're only at the second workout. So okay. we haven't gotten there yet. I didn't see it, but maybe that's just because I'm blind. Um anyways yeah I like I like the clean and jerk max. I think potentially something sneaky about this workout is going from that bicouplet one and two type 2159, 42-30-18 um, into this event. I know it'll be a day separation, but grip and forearms are going to be blown from that workout. And I have a feeling that this variation of double under, to me, looks like if there's anything that it would tax more than a regular double under, it's your grip. Um, you're holding it exactly the same way you would hold the barbell. I don't know if that adds any sort of sketchiness or uncertainty to these lifts but something to look out for but yeah i mean in, in a in a time where there's a a huge argument and this is a show on its own where where is the line between creative and gimmick like where is that line where is where is the line drawn between something that's a circus trick or something that's like a true progression of a movement or a way to test adaptability um, I, I commend somebody for trying to do something different always, whether or not it flops, you just take the ownership for that. I mean, I got some of those coming up in my competition. You, you have things in your competition that you're like, this doesn't get programmed in a first time setting. This may, this may be super lame, but you, 
you you're willing to take that risk for it to really like land. Yeah, I think it's a gray area. I don't think there is a hard line. I think some people think like that's a fucking gimmick and other people are like, oh, I think that's sick. Um, and again, it's hit or miss with your audience and whether or not they're going to think what you're programming is gimmicky or cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, just gray. I think it's gray. So that's workout three. Gray with an R. Um, with an R or with an E? No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, with, an, with an R, <laughs> You didn't get that. Come on, man. I did. I all did. right, all right. El parque. El parque. Tejoto. Tejoto. Mi home is Tejoto. Whoa, that means something. Whoa. I've been to Spain, bro. Does YouTube screen obscenity in other languages? I'm sure they do. Uh, whatever. I'm not a computer. Um, El parque. Okay, let's go. 5K run with a plate carrier presented by GoRuck. So I would assume that that sandbag in the first event is probably one of those longer GoRuck bags, potentially. Um, only question is, do you think this is a backpack or like an actual plate carrier? Cause you know, it would be cool if they ran this entire event with one of those strap bare bones plate carrier, where you put okay. the weight plate on the back and the fucking clip on that thing. I think yeah. that's sick. I remember maybe it was Josh was the first person yep. I ever saw where one of those. running it up his hill. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I need one. You I have one? Great. I think this is great right after the lift. Um, Mm -hmm. especially if they're doing it on the same day. I think it's a really cool juxtaposition of the opposite ends of the spectrum and who you expect to do well on both. So I, I think this is good. Cool. Yep. Love it. On if, there's a, if, if, if there's another run somewhere in the competition, I scratch my head a little bit at it just because I think that there's a lot of other monostructural things you can do, but that's left to be seen. Quick, quick question. Do you think this, when you look at this event, it's got the added weight. I know we've talked a little bit about this stuff before. Do you consider any part of this weightlifting? No. Neither I do I. I okay. just consider it a weighted run. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a run. It's a run, and it's just harder. Like, you're a little fatter, maybe. Okay. How many times yeah. do you think they wheeled it? <laughs> <laughs> At least three. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, the burpee maker. Intervals. I love it. I love it. I love a burpee. Um, I it's presented by Assault Fitness. Are they yeah. using the air rower? There you go. Is it a rower or is there a runner somewhere else in the competition? That's the question. What do you mean? No, I think, dude. It, well, the first workout's assault bike. A B. The first workout, 60, 48 cal. I thought, I thought it said. I thought it said echo. No, no, no. It said no, it calorie. Says, it says A B air bike. A B. So maybe so. So maybe that that was the. Maybe it's all assault. That would be pretty cool. Or they're going to sit on Antonio Brown's butt cheeks and just like pedal him. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. See my dog, whenever I laugh, she barks. She's like, cut it out. You don't get to do that. She wags her tail. Um, okay. We'll go back to that interval. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That was my fault. I took his back down memory lane. I, I love it. And if it's with the air rower, I love it even more. I just think that's cool. I think just change things up a little bit. Everybody rows on a C2. Not a lot of people have access to an air rower. At the end of the day, it's the same movement, but it's a little different. People aren't going to be as familiar with their paces on the row for getting calories. They're just going to be a little uncertain. Um, Plater. Hello, Plater. Um, so I like that. If it's the air rower. Um, back to another barbell. For 12 thrusters, more squatting um, into max bar facing burpees. I like the event on its own. I'm starting to have 
some question marks uh, looking at the totality. On right, about, what? about what? No, 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 let's wait till we get to let's wait till we get to six. Okay. Let's wait till we get How to long six. do you think the row and thruster take in the interval every time? Two on, one off. I would guess it's going to take about a minute, five, maybe a minute for the absolute fastest. If you're rowing that 16 cal as a dude and you're and the air rowers, I think a little bit quicker than the C2 to carry calories. Um, you get off the rower, say what, like 35 seconds. If you're, mm. if you're moving hard, um, which might, I, that's probably appropriate for these guys. You go straight to the barbell, pick it up 12 quick thrusters. I don't think you have to rush those with 24 seconds. You can take your time and finish in a minute and then you can get right to the burpees. And yeah, I with, think, yeah, with transitions, I think you're spot on. I think it's like 45 to 55 seconds for burpees. Yep. And I think think for people who are really good and can pace and can hold i don't man i, don't, I think three is possible but i think if anyone mm. does it in three it's one person and I, 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 I don't know if anyone at this competition can do it in three i think most people are going to take five and i think maybe half the field doesn't in four yeah i think a lot can do it in four um but again i think it reads to me as one of those workouts where someone can do it in three yeah yeah so it, i mean you know a lot of this too and people don't no, think about this when they're looking at a workout is how far apart everything is matters a lot. Mm, yeah, it does. That's if for you're sure. getting off the rower and running 20 feet versus getting off the rower and the barbell is right there, it's completely different. So just those couple seconds, if there's two transitions and they're both three seconds long and you miss those six, that's two burpees right there. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not as cut and dry as just the row takes this, the barbell takes this. So they're going to be averaging 18 a minute easily every time. We don't really know how it's going to look on the floor. Are they going to advance the bar every 15 burpees so that the crowd can see, okay, that person is past 45 or that person is past 60. Like, how are they going to keep count? Is there going to be someone moving a chess piece along the floor after they're done with the interval every time showing you, Hey, this person's in the lead. Like all those things really matter. I think they're probably rolling the barbell. And when you think about those logistics, no one's going to do it in three, but in my head where I'm thinking, okay, I'm at the gym, I'm doing this workout. I'm thinking, I know I can do 25 bar facing burpees in a minute at not a blackout pace. It's a hard pace, but at an interval pace, I'm thinking it's possible, but with rolling advancing, I think you're right. I think I don't think anyone's going to do it in three at the event. I, I stand by what I said, though. Possible to complete in three under ideal circumstances, um, which this is not. So overall, like the workout? Yeah, I love getting some intervals in there. Some kind of work rest, whether it's a back-to-back that are scored separately or yep. some kind of intervals. I think at this point in the game, if you're not testing that in a competition, it's not programmed well. Wow. Bold statement, Cotton. Okay. Last last released event. There's seven. Um, Okie dokie, brother. I love the workout. Um, what's it? What is HSN? What is what? What is HSN? Presented by HSN. Do we know the brand? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, anyways. I like the workout. Um, I like the down, up the stairs, down the ramp, you ski, then you do your muscle ups, you go back, you do the ramp down the stairs, you advance your chest piece, you probably run down the floor, advance your chest piece, turn around. Now you're facing at your start position, you do stairs again, ramp. I think the flow of that's beautiful. Um, Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. On its own, I love it. 
wrap air up. Wrap her up. But there's a seventh. But there's a seventh workout. That sounds like a finale name to me, doesn't it? Mm. Was the or is that or is that alluding to something a little you know? The name of the uh, the name of the company last year they used for the obstacle was Rusta, right? R R U S T E R. So I just wonder if it. I wonder if it has to do with the brand of the obstacle that they're using. Mm, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, when you look at this workout too, you 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 wonder with a twelve minute cap. Hey, did the fastest person do it in? In testing, did they do it a little faster than Imam, knowing that, hey, some people, the ramp, both ramps, obstacles are going to take a minute. But for some people, like if you did that workout, Taylor, that's like that's 10 seconds for you and then 10 seconds for you at the end. Like it's not it's not even close to a minute of work. Yeah. People doing the muscle ups unbroken at that level. Sure. Most of them are doing all three sets unbroken. When you get into the round three, depending on how hard people are skiing, maybe they're breaking it once. The ski we can assume is a minute. So I think just if you time the workout, like fastest people, fastest people are going to do what? Six to eight. Three minutes for the three minutes for the ski and then four to five minutes for the gymnastics. I think six, a little on the aggressive side. I think probably a sweet spot is seven to eight, seven to nine. So it'll be, this is really, will be interesting too because the movements are so dense, right? Ski into muscle up, muscle up into handstand walk, right? Upper body, lots of tricep fatigue, lots of press out fatigue, you see something similar to the deficit handstand push-up workout where there may be a big bottleneck in a workout like this where a lot of people are within a minute and then you'll see just a couple people separate. Mm-hmm. So I think the opportunity for separation is really needed when you have people like Lazar, Travis Mayer. When you have those kind of athletes coming, they need an opportunity even when the workout isn't long to separate themselves somehow. Mm-hmm. And in a workout like this at the elite level, you can push back, but I'm, I'm I feel like it might come down to ski pace. I don't think it's going to come down to ski pace. Ah, man. It, it, I just don't I just don't think the obstacle chunks and the the ring muscle up chunks are I mean none of those dudes are thinking about breaking a set of 12. Now, maybe I'm wrong and the last set of 12 you'll see some people take longer extended breaks before they jump up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think we're likely to see that. And then execution on the ramp. How long are you resting before getting up on the ramp? I think you could probably win this workout holding a 1250 on the ski if you don't rest anywhere else. If you hold a 1250 on the ski and you're just boom, kick right up to the ramp, boom, straight to the skier, 1250, you finish your ski, you go right to the rings, 12 reps, you turn around, you go right to your handstand ramp. Um, th- at the same time, I don't think you win the workout if you take bigger rests other places just to ski like a 15. This, I, is, I don't know. this is this is a tiny detail, but I think it's good for people to see. Yeah, it's it's definitely a try. The, 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 the fact that they're not starting the workout ramp stair mm. and ending the workout stair ramp that it's flipped, I think is going to speed everything up a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because really? doing yeah. doing coming back ramp after muscle up versus coming back stair after yeah. muscle up is much different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I love this one on its own. I think real quick, Will, if you want to scroll back to the first workout, I want to. I like in each workout, I just want to briefly be like, okay, this is the linchpin of the work. That's what we're testing. I feel like in event one, more than anything, what we're testing is your upper body gymnastic pressing proficiency 
general Metcon beyond that. Definitely some quad endurance, but if you can't knock those 30 deficits strict out quickly, you're not going to win the workout. Right, Lynchman? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And for the for the outliers, it's it's really going to be more of a more of a base capacity test. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next. All right, here I feel like more than anything what we're testing is like sh- moderate to short time domain metabolic conditioning but also pulling capacity like pulling capacity and grip in a big way but like if you don't pulling endurance for sure. yeah if you don't have the if you don't have the juice to go hard for seven to nine minutes you're not winning this one either but mm-hmm. pulling endurance huge next so gymnastic right kind of gymnastic base again would you say yeah next next just absolute strength yeah ne- move on. Yeah. yeah barbell absolute strength um this Absolute endurance, aerobic capacity, yeah, yes. aerobic capacity, endurance. Um, this one is pretty well balanced. I think I would I would put it as like a general capacity test. Yeah, I would I would put it in like the how how bad do you want to hurt the the threshold test yeah. type category. Yeah, but again, how, a lot how, of how close how close can you fly to the fire without burning yourself? Yeah, exactly. But I think probably more than anything on this workout. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you're not stupid and pace the buy-in incorrectly, more important than anything, like we've got a lot of burpees, a lot of body weight here. Mm-hmm. Next. Here, next. Yep. And here, I think more than anything, all gymnastic skill for the most part, um, press support. I would say support. I don't know. I, I like for me, ring muscle up comes down to at the end of the day, like I have a good, really good kick out of the dip. So for me, sometimes it does come down to grip. I'm not going to fail the turnover, and I, I really don't fail a muscle up. I can kip out of the dip so well. It's more of like a support thing. Can I get the support and hold it? I think um, we could just – we can just if, – if we if we put the strict deficit mm-hmm. and we put the chest to bar into just the category of upper body stamina limiting workouts, we can put this one in that category too, whether yeah. it's the whether it's your press, whether it's your forearm fatigue, whatever – like we can just say that this is going to be limited by upper body stamina. All right. And any speculation on this last workout? So when I look at this programming and I see, and I know what they've done in the past, you know, like last year um, they did have the torque tank in the workout. I'm pretty sure it was the workout at the end that they did with like maybe some dumbbell thrusters um, an echo bike, maybe some chest to bar if I'm remembering it correctly. I see two big things some sort of horizontal displacement. So some sort of odd object moving or carrying, whether it's a sandbag, whether it's a sled variety, whether it's something like a flip sled, um, some kind of odd object displacement that needs to be there. And then other than that, I think rope climbs fit really well. When you look at the deficit handstand push up, and you look at the ring muscle up handstand walk workout, you see two pretty pressing determining workouts. And then you see the chest to bar with the pulling limiting. So if you kind of want to balance that out a little bit more, having another <laughs> upper body gymnastics pull makes sense. More monostructural doesn't make great, a lot of sense to me. You've got a soft, yeah. like, yep. you've got rower, you've got skier, and you've got flying. And so, double unders. Yeah, so you've got five monostructural <clears throat> if you count the bar double under. What yep. do you think for the final? Uh, I – I really, more than anything, wanted you to talk on what you thought because I know you've thought a lot deeper about it than I have. What I, I don't know what I think they're going to come out with for the final, um, but I hope it's a lot of weightlifting because I think as I read it now 
and I go through and I count every repetition. And I'm going to go through this just, you know, not super detailed, but detailed enough. We look at, let's start with monostructural. There's enough monostructural. You just talked mm-hmm. about it. There's five different implements. We're doing a 60 cal assault bike, 150 double unders, a 5K run, 60 to 80 calories on the rower, depending on how long that interval takes you. Um, 45 or 60 calories on the skier, whether you're a dude or a dudette. That's enough monostructural for a seven test event for sure. Plenty. You should not have any more. I would say that's on the upper end of like what's nest. Like that's, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Gymnastics got 90 chest of bar pull-ups, 75 bar facing burpees, 60 pistols, 90 GHDs, 30 deficit trick handstand pushups, 30 tall box jump overs, 36 ring muscle-ups for men, 27 for women, six obstacle course traverses, mm-hmm. 417 total reps of gymnastics. 70 of which are pretty challenging. I would consider the muscle-ups challenging. I'd consider the uh, deficit handstand push-ups challenging, and I would consider the obstacle traverses challenging. Now let's go to weightlifting. 45 snatches, three clean and jerks, 48 to 60 thrusters, and 60 sandbag squats. So mm-hmm. total 168 reps, 12 to 20 of which I think are challenging, right? The three clean and jerks are challenging, nine – to whatever 18 or nine to 17 of those snatches in that 45 snatch workout are, are really challenging. Um, there's not a lot of weightlifting. I love gymnastics, but I think it's super gymnastics heavy. I don't think it's weightlifting heavy enough. So I just hope that we see, you hope that you hope that the workout, you hope that, the gym that the weightlifting element regardless of how it's presented is what decides the workout for sure yeah so we've got event one gymnastics decided event two that was the blah, blah, blah. why am i forgetting oh the chest of bar pull-up workout i think for the most part the gymnastics decided if you're sick at chest of bar you're going to be fine at those weights on the barbell um event three weightlifting so we got gymnastic gymnastics weightlifting then monostructural then event five kind of all three but a lot of body weight with the burpees mm-hmm. uh, and then event six again gymnastics so we've got three gymnastics one weightlifting one right. monostructural i just hope that the final is a lot of a lot of heavy potentially or just that the weightlifting is very yeah. critical yeah so if it is a mixed modality workout and it's not single modality which we can probably expect mm-hmm. if they had something in there like toes to bar if they had rope climbs, you hope that it's more of like a, a, a buy-in to the workout where, mm. they're, where they're racing on the weightlifting. At the end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I would even be okay with there not being any gymnastics in the workout. Mm-hmm. I know it's likely to have some, um, but I would be fine with just a barbell or just dumbbells, mm-hmm. like some sort of a sprint chipper just with a variation of dumbbell movements, like a couple different dumbbell movements maybe. Um what comes to mind for me is that like Dubai event at like 165, was it? That like hang clean, clean, mm-hmm. whatever, hang clean and jerk, something like that, but just creative. I, I, I want something weightlifting, but gotcha. okay. you're not, you're not apt to hear me say that frequently. So no, that- I agree though. I think that um, the, the gymnastics like volume is very high. So yeah. I think that, and there's plenty of monostructural if this last workout has something that maybe some people can't do like a, a carry that just crushes people or um, a barbell or a dumbbell or a pair of kettlebells that are just hard for people to move. I think it would really balance the whole competition. Yeah, for sure. 
Dope. Well, those are, dude, 43-28. We mopped Crushed that it. up, bro. That was, I wasn't even looking at the clock. Um, why do we only have a – what's our what's up with our light? Where are all you fools at? We took last week off because you're honeymoon, so they don't have faith in us. Dude, I caught that Mexican Zika, so it was, I mean, worth it, but – all right, guys. I gotta go. I gotta go pick up uh, my five-year-old from school. All right. Thanks for end, watching, everybody. Don't end, pod, don't end the broadcast yet. Let Jr. go. We got some stuff to talk about. Just real quick. Love you. Love you too. All right. Love you, bro. So, just want to plug Crucible if you guys are interested in a sick event. His lineup: the field of female and male individual athletes competing at Jr.'s competition in October. It's insane. Um, it's like everyone's a semifinalist. Everyone. So that should be cool. And still some unannounced names that are going to be shockers. Shockers. Dun, dun, dun. Coming to you Friday night, 6 Central, 7 Eastern on ESPN in the red corner. (laughs) That's about what it's going to be like. It's going to be crazy. It's sick. It's sick. So that's, that's going to be cool. Come hang Um, out. We'll be there. We'll be hanging out. We will be there. Um, Then. Whoa. Uh, then Charlotte Classic, my event that I'm running with Brian Friend this year. Sick event. Um, super excited about it. Um, there's got a division for everybody. We've got an elite division. The field's not going to be as deep as Crucible, but that's fine. Workouts are going to be plenty uh, challenging in the skill regard and in the psychological tolerance regard, which I am very fond of. We were going to have an RX division, which is like if you can basically RX the class workouts most of the time, good division for you. Masters 40 plus, you should be like an RX competitive masters athlete. And then a community division, which is great for anyone looking to compete potentially for the first time. They've been doing CrossFit for a while. Pretty familiar with most of the movements. You're not RXing all the class workouts or the open. Community is great. If you guys are interested in that ish, you can go to our Instagrams. Um, I'd be in the community division. Yeah. Uh no, you did Will did the RX division, which we called intermediate in its first year. And he did got he did smacked. Well. He didn't place last. Um, so that was <laughs> sick. Uh, and then uh like yeah, beyond that, you know, self-made training program. Oh, I will announce this here, but we're gonna make a post about it. I gotta talk to Will about this. Hopefully he's not mad at me. We're gonna get if you sign up or register for the Charlotte Classic, we're gonna give you a month trial of self-made training program. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, so you'll just have to reach out to us. We'll send you the code and get you up in there, bruh. Bruh, get up in there. Sign up, seriously. Like right now. It's dope. We need you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We we need you. Oh. (laughs) I didn't buy lunch today because one of y'all didn't sign up for SMTP. This Rambler keeps asking for this. I think, Rambler, this is more of a Michelle question rather than a me question. Um, so probably DM her on Instagram. I'm sure she'll see it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, love you, dude. That was that was a that was a bit of a joke. Uh, yeah, should be should be tight. Oh, can I defer that month trial if I sign up? No, man. Fuck you. You have to do it. <laughs> Just kidding. we don't uh, even know what defer means, dude. Yeah, you defer like give it to your mom for like a for like right. a like a tooth fairy present. Like she loses one of her molars and you stick that thing on her pillow. Molars. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. How come old people know. don't get money from the tooth fairy? D- dude, I give them money. All I, of them? Yeah, I buy old people's <laughs> teeth, bro. Dude, where's your, <laughs> where's your 
costume out. Where's the tutu? My collection. (laughs) (laughs) You just got a big string of them. You put that on your Christmas tree instead of cranberries. I wear it like a puka necklace, dude. It's like a puka shell. Yeah, it's pretty. So sick. All right. Well, I think that was a good show. Um, We are pumped about next week to watch Madrid Championship. And uh, yeah, Brian's on the broadcast. I don't know who else. Sick. I think. <laughs> Dope. Dope. Oh, one last thing. Sorry. Oh, I know you hate this. No, I, I was thinking about like, well, one thing about SMTP, if you guys aren't familiar with it, we are a rolling calendar program, which means like it's not a fixed schedule. If you sign up, you start on today, which everyone else on the program is on, which is great. And I think very true to the methodology in the sense that we want every athlete to be prepared in a general sense. And what I don't like about fixed calendars is that 90% of the program started when it rolled out there on month six, it's been six months since the program rolled out, you sign up and you're on day one. And that leaves you ill prepared for whatever task you're trying to prepare yourself with. And in the sense of CrossFit, we use like the open as the benchmark to measure our fitness. So if you're getting prepared for the open, last thing you want to do is sign up for a session one day, one program, two months before the open. But if you sign up for self-made training program a month prior to, you're going to get all of your open prep. Rambler, if you sign up, you just DM me in my Instagram or via the app. And I do quite a bit of coaching on there um, and helping people out with movement and cues. So it's what I love to do. Um, but, but I like that a lot. And I was thinking like, what happens when a new programmer takes over the games or takes over the CrossFit games, the open quarterfinals, and you have had a session one day one program for years that you wrote based off of a particular style of programming from someone in the past. And now the person who's programming the competition you are preparing people for is different, but your program is not different. Your training is not different. That piqued my interest. Um, anyways, just to suck my own meat a little bit. You guys are not like my, not my, you know, not that meat. Mint, mm. like, a, like, like a, that cow we bought. Like a cold cut, maybe. Oh, salami. <laughs> mixed meats. Yeah, mixed, mixed modal, mixed meats. Word. But anyways, um, and you can, it depends on your university gym. We program the 60 track is pretty modifiable for just about anyone with a lot of equipment. And there's a lot of equipment substitutes. The compete track, you're going to need access to stuff that you would expect to see in competition. But word. Uh, oh, who would finish higher at Crash this year? Wow, fuck off, Dryer Dagger. You really think I'm that unfit that I need a 30-second head start to beat that? Oh, <laughs> chill. Depends on the workouts. Depends on the programming. All right. See ya.